welcome back to the League Podcast. It's that time of year again. It gets dark earlier. Irritability sets in. Mood changes dramatically. No, it's not seasonal depression. It's the push for the fantasy playoffs. With four weeks left in the regular season, the top and the bottom of the standings are starting to solidify. How the middle plays out is anyone's guess. Today, we're joined by Raf and Brendan to discuss the playoff push, how their team stacks up in this moment, what has to go right for their teams to make the playoffs, and their thoughts on the league standings. We'll also discuss the emerging playoff picture in the NFL and open up this week's mailbag where, among other things, we'll dissect the trade of the year in our league. Good morning. I I gotta assume the trade of the year is uh, me and Scott's uh, fantastic Jameis Winston Mac Jones trade. No, it's the only one anyone's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, our uh, I guess side note: Are any of those players still active at this uh, at this time? And, and Robert Woods is on Raf's team. Oh, nice! True. That's true. Got a Robert Woods signing here. That's right. Not for long, too. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, All right, all right. So um, let's see. We've got Raf. Actually, both of you guys coming off of big wins. Raf, you put it to me. Um, Brendan, you put it to Steve. Raf, you are eight and two right now, first place in the league. Brendan, you are squarely in playoff contention right now, number seven seed, four and six. Uh, I'll just ask for quick thoughts on your team at this point in the season. Raph, we'll start with you. I mean, number one, again, every time I come up here, Zach, I'm always uh, number one. I, I like these. Uh, I like that. So the last time I talked, I, I lost um, following it, which would be a good thing for Brendan because I play him next week. Uh, quick thoughts on my team. Look, defense wins championships. Uh, points against. I've only I got the fewest points against. It's all because of me. And managers are intimidated uh, and they don't know what to do when they face me. So uh, I continue to do that. I'm continuing to confuse Brendan now. Uh, and otherwise, you know, just, just believing, uh, hoping uh, things continue to go my way. That's kind of my, my thought. We'll see what transpires next couple of weeks. Yeah. And nothing reminds me that fantasy football is a game of luck more than looking at the points against column. I yeah. feel like you can at least make an, uh, make an argument that points for, I mean, yes, you get lucky from week to week, but generally speaking, like we pick the players that are in our lineup, we draft them, we start them, we make managerial decisions. Points against is just like whoever the hell you're playing, whoever shows up that week, who's on by, all that stuff. But nonetheless, like it is a pretty consistent picture there, Raph, that uh, you you just you, somehow, whether you're scoring big or your opponent is bombing that week, you're eking it out every week. Intimidation, baby. They're scared. Brendan, what about you? Thoughts on your team at this point? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're scraping by, right? <laughs> at this point, I think... Uh, you know, I need Josh Allen to get back to a little bit of his magic. I think, uh, it's a little concerning that he's been a bit down to earth. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm streaming all my wide receivers at this point. Uh, Kadarius Tony scored a touchdown. DeAndre Carter scored a touchdown. So, you know, uh, this is, I think this is when I thrive when my back's just against the wall, making short-term waiver wire decisions lead the league in moves always a good sign always means your team clearly is it's rock solid so 
And you're, I mean, you're invested. You are in this. Uh, like, how does it feel to be riding the waiver wire every week at this point? Um, it feels uh, like I'm, I'm leasing my team's future. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I somehow don't think I've dropped anyone that ended up mattering, but uh, it does. Uh, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it, to be honest. Finding uh, Last year, I found a bunch of people. I had a ton of injuries last year, right in the middle of the season. And I ended up finding like Mooney, Amon Ra, uh, Penny. I think I had one other person. Like my entire team was like all these MVPs off the waiver wire. So I, I believe in it a little bit, but uh, going to have to get lucky again. And um, really wish I took Kenneth Walker. I think that would have been the move. I He's had been Penny. Pretty good. Penny was pretty good, and then Walker was on the free agent wire, and I could have just splashed a ton of cash, and I didn't. And uh, that's my big regret. So yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk team MVPs at this point in the season. So we just finished uh, week ten. We've got four more weeks left in the regular season. Raph, who has your team MVP been, in your opinion? So I think uh, it's got to be Kelsey. Uh, I mean, he's been so consistent. I mean, I think every game over you know, 10, 12 points every week, except the week I lost. Uh, and to be fair, you know, Brendan called it out on the draft day. Uh, he said, you know, good pick right in the chat messages on draft day. So I got to give him shouts to that. But he's just above and beyond um, you know, best, best tight end out there and just consistently giving me uh, the points I need in that position. So clearly MVP there. Yeah. And people have talked about Kelsey uh, or, or the tight end position being one that has like a narrow top tier. I don't even think it's narrow. It's just one. Like it is just Travis Kelsey. At this point, it like Mark Andrews was hanging in there, um, had a couple of off games. But Travis Kelsey is someone who just shows up week in, week out, high number of catches, high number of yards, often chipping in uh, a touchdown as well. So, yeah, I, he's been as consistent a player as there's been in the league this year. Yeah. And then look, I tried to stack up on tight ends, right? I got one that I thought were going to be decent in Knox and Higby. And, you know, they both been busts a little bit, in my view. Higby's actually been okay last week, okay last week but. It's, it's not a, the strength that I would have been except for Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, your team MVP yeah. at this point in the season. I'm just going to make one note. Yes, I've yes, been, yes, please. I've been streaming tight ends this whole season, and it has been miserable. Hell. <laughs> it's like I, Hell. I don't think I've gotten like more than 10 points. One guy got a touchdown once, and that's like it, and it's been just a disaster. Hey, I two had of someone, are available. Two of mine yeah. are available if you want to do something. Uh, I had like Tanya and Herb Smith. I was like, oh, one of these guys will do something. Right? No, they've done, they've done nothing. They're, they're neither on my team. Uh, I'll be honest. But, uh, it's one of those things that's making me reconsider my entire draft strategy. I was like, well, do I just need to make sure I get Travis Kelsey? And it's one of those things where next year he'll be a year older. Mm-hmm. Like definitely he's a Hall of Famer. But then you start to like you know, play around with that. All right. Like, do I want to grab the 33, 34 year old, uh, early in the season? But, um, yeah. Yeah. And that Kelsey pick, by the way, I think was middle of the third round too. Like it wasn't, that was, that was, yeah. yeah. Oof. I would have liked to have done that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, my, I think my MVP, Oh, my late round picks were so horrible. I, I it's probably Josh Allen. I know it's boring. as like a first round pick, but he's been, all my wins, pretty much, he scored like 45 points. So yeah. it's like the guy has, has won games for me. Um, Devontae's been pretty good. I think he's like wide receiver four or five. He's around the Cup Jefferson production, and he was like a third rounder. Um, and then maybe, I, I like how I'm just listing three people, but Trevor Lawrence, 
you know, I think he's Lawrence like, is MVP. Weirdly, like QB eleven. I think I drafted him in like the tenth round. I don't know. I mean, mm. if he so, didn't do that, I'd really, really be, be in trouble. So yeah. So more value pick there. Yeah. What do you think, Raph, on on those three uh, candidates there for Brendan's MVP? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what he's talking about, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, um, uh, but that's what you get. You know what? When you're the seventh in the league, you got to pick from somebody as MVP. So it's kind of tough. I, I think Josh Allen is right. The problem is obviously he's had a couple of rough games. I do think he turns it around. Um, yeah. And I think that you know, if Brendan's going to make the playoffs, it's going to be on Josh Allen's shoulders. So it makes sense from a MVP selection. I agree. Yeah, and I will say like there's something to be said for just taking the boring pick at the top of the draft, like the guy you know who's going to produce for you, and that's that's not um that's not a call out of any of the other managers uh, in our draft, but like sometimes just take the number one guy on the board and like don't get cute about it. Yeah. All right. Um. So this is this is a separate category, uh, um, adjacent to team MVP, but I feel like every year. Everyone has someone that they hang on to way too long on their roster for whatever reason. You think a guy's going to pan out. Uh, he is injured and you hang on to him. He's the primary backup for someone who's injury prone, whatever it is. And then you look at it late in the season. You're like, what the hell is this guy still doing on my roster? So who is your candidate for a guy you have held on to way too long this season? Brendan, we'll start with you. <laughs> I'm only going to name one person. I'm going to reform here. <laughs> but there's, there's just so many. Uh, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. I mean, I guess he should be sitting in my Irish spot, but the man has scored seven fantasy points, I think, the entire season. Yeah. He started two games where you're like, oh, he'll do something. He did nothing. And past that, he's just been like on a hamstring injury week to week the entire season. That was my like fourth rounder or fifth rounder or something. He's just been a disaster. And I really don't know what the upside is there but the waiver wire on wide receiver is terrible so there he sits on my bench yeah bleak i'm looking at his stats now he you know played week one had six and a half points there was absent the next five games in a row and it wasn't just predictable absence it was like oh he's out for like two or three weeks and then like every week inactive every week inactive comes back for less than two points week seven then has a bye and the last two games have been inactive that's like oh, the my, most frustrating kind of player. My favorite was the buy. He comes back from the buy and he says, "My injury is worse after the buy." <laughs> and I just thought, <laughs> "What have you been doing?" He also tweeted uh, at the coach after he like made a weird fourth down call or something. He was like, well, he made some great tweet. He was watching the game. I forget what they did. That was that was so stupid. It was like but... go for it on another fourth down. And and Brandon Staley, the coach there, has a um, history of being pretty aggressive and following analytics, but like also making questionable calls in critical moments. I think, yeah, I think there was like a minute 50 left or something. And it was, they still won maybe. But anyways, he's been, at least he's been a little entertaining. I like the guy because <laughs> I've read his Twitter a lot <laughs> this season. But uh Probably not picking him again. So you and, you and Keenan are definitely closer, it sounds like, after the last yeah. several weeks. I can relate to his injury-prone nature. <laughs> so. Oh, jeez. Um, Raph, what about you, guy? You've held on way too long this season. I mean, it's it's quite easy, right? It's my first running back all, you know, uh, that I drafted, number six-round pick, Cam Akers. Uh, Ooh. Like, like it, I'm still holding on to him. I was on the waiver wire today trying to see, and I just couldn't 
I couldn't pull the trigger to get rid of him. I don't know why. <laughs> I really, I mean, he was benched for two weeks. They were going to trade him. I was like, okay, maybe I'll hold on to him because he's going to get traded to a better team. They never got traded. And now he just puts around there uh, on the Rams. And I still can't get rid of him because I'm just nervous that, you know, the Rams will wake up now and say, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's, Give him, give him the, give the man the ball, and he'll come up and score like twenty points the last four weeks. I just can't, I, I can't give that up. Whoa! So, what did Cam do to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm clearly just. I mean, I guess you can't give any first running back off the board. I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I'm stuck. Uh, so yeah, that's you know, I'm suffering along with him. Man, that's uh, at least at the time we had your podcast, Raph, it was still in that. Um, trade window where like exactly. it was a realistic possibility that he might mm-hmm. uh, at this point, and I'm hearing like you're still you're still prone to hang on to him at this point. Like what what gives? I don't know. My running backs are actually pretty good now with after our trade with uh, with Cook, right? So I don't really need him at all. Uh, I don't, you know I, <laughs> I really can't even answer the question as to why the hell he's on my team. So go ahead. Sorry. At least he has like believable upside because as Brandon Cooks was the other guy I was going to mention. And even if Brandon Cooks, after his failed trade, went back in, Houston's not going to throw him the ball enough for him to matter. Like it's like, at least like you've got the Rams offense. I can see why you hold on to him. So exactly. All right. So that's, that's empathy from Brendan toward Raph. Raph, (laughs) what can you see in Brendan's uh, decision-making or thought process around Keenan Allen? There's none. Uh, try. I can't. I can't even be nice to Brennan. I, you know, he's Brennan's a nice guy. He, you know, has, has connections with some people. And yeah, there's none. Brennan's made a lot of bad decisions. There's some decent wide receivers in the waste, waiver ride, Brendan. Um, you know, I mean, look, I'm struggling wide receivers, so I'm with you. But uh, there's some people out there this week, so uh, maybe now's the time. I'm going to tweet at Keenan and be like, you got to suit up. <laughs> it's fine. Well, you know, you're going to start him against a you know, matchup next week and he's going to put up 30 points. I'd be like, well, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, we'll, we'll shift here to talking about playoff chances. Obviously, we've got uh, Raf, you're uh, number one with an, a one-game lead over Anthony, who's sitting in the two spot. You're eight and two. Uh, I don't think you have clinched yet, but... I, I I can't crunch the numbers. Yeah, I tried to do the numbers. It's going to be very hard for me not to make the playoffs. Right. So right, I think it's just a matter okay. of of having other people lose and then like the points sort of settling out. But Raph, I want you um, to complete these two phrases. My team will make the playoffs if, and my team will miss the playoffs if. Team will make the playoffs if I continue to do what I'm doing and not make any more trades. <laughs> My team will miss the playoffs. They won't miss the playoffs. Damn. I mean, that was, that was, I'll just make up, but stop right there. You can. You can. Yeah. At, at, at number one, you can do that. Um, Brendan, same questions to you, uh, or, or same prompts. My team will make the playoffs if my team will miss the playoffs if. Yeah, my team will make the playoffs if I win out. I think I got to win out. I like looking at what I'm up against the playoff picture. There's teams with good records, like Raph, who I'm not going to catch, right? And yeah. then yeah. it's you and Luke have lots of points on me, and we'll probably one of you will go at least 7-7, seven and seven, so... If I'm not eight and six, I don't see me making it. Um, so 
I'm up against Raph, Scott, Anthony, Zach, right? And uh, yep. gotta, I think I got to run the table. Um, oh, and then I will miss the playoffs if uh, anything happens to Josh Allen. Anything at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like... The MVP. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, clearly the MVP. You've got, you've got Trevor Lawrence, who I saw this upcoming week is on by, so you'll have to get creative there. But who is your third QB? Well, it's something I wasn't going to bring up facing Raph, but at the moment, it's basically no one. So, Oi. Uh, don't worry, the front office is hard at work. Yeah. Matt Ryan is available, no? Yeah, you've got Matt Ryan on the wire. You've got Baker Mayfield on the wire as well. We're not going to talk about who we're targeting, but we've got we've got money to play with. We've got a deep bench to trade if needed. You know? Lots of prospects. Maybe uh, I'll do I have more money than you. Yeah. Maybe I'll put in a play back for Matt Ryan. Just go Listen, all in and really start causing was, havoc here. I was going to say, if you've got some money, and I know you've been holding on to some cash this year, Rap. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Rap has, has the full free agent budget. But if you want to throw it all on Matt Ryan, I mean, it'd be legendary, Rap. <laughs> so. I love the block. I love the free agent pickup that is simply to keep him off someone else's team. And you know you have a ready-made drop in Cam Akers, too. So it's not like you have to wring oh, your hands great. over who you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Things have come directly as as, uh, uh, as a result of these conversations. All right. Uh, let's talk about league standings here. I know you guys have them in front of you. I'll read them out so... Uh, you know, people can listen along in case they're not listening to this uh, in real time. So, league standings right now: uh, number one, Raf at eight and two; two, Anthony at seven and three; third seed is Matt at six and four; fourth is Jason at six and four; fifth is Pat at six and four; sixth is Luke at four and six. Those are the top six spots uh, for the playoffs. Um, seven and eight. Brendan and Scott in that order with four and six records. I am at the ninth seed with three and seven and Steve sitting in the basement at two and eight. So we've got, you know, Raph at the very top, Steve at the very bottom, at least a game difference with the closest people there. Then we've got Matt, Jason and Pat, the three through five seeds. They're forming that cluster of six and four teams. And right below that, there's a cluster of three with Luke, Brendan, and Scott sitting at four and six. So we've got four games left. Brendan, I, I think my, you know I'm feeling the same way about my team. Like I've got to run the table mm-hmm. as well if I want to have a shot at it. And even then, it might it might just be um, you know a tiebreaker with points that might make a difference. But it's a really intriguing picture. I want you to tell me each of you, regardless of where they fall in uh in the standings right now one contender like someone who is legit whether it's there toward the top of the standings and you don't want to face them or they're toward the bottom of the standings or middle and they have a good shot uh, later in the year one contender and one pretender uh let's start with contenders who wants to jump in first so i'm gonna do it i'm gonna take a page out of brennan's book and give you two um, and it's for the same reason. Uh, and I look, I, I, when I was on here last time, I called Luke as to, to making a run. I think his team scores a bunch of points. He's been unlucky. Uh, so I really think he's, he's still, he still got it, but you know, having faced him last week, Zach, I gotta say, I, I actually think 
No, I'm going to put you in the contender. You've scored more points than anybody, and you've also been points against by 100, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. unbelievable how you know unlucky that is, right? And from a practical perspective. So I, I think, I think uh, Luke makes a run and picks up you know the third seed, and Ooh. you actually sneak in there and take uh, Brandon over for the sixth seed uh, and just really on points. And Brendan, I saw you, uh, the, the audience couldn't hear it, th- saw you throwing some shade with the suggestion that I might be a contender. Jump in there. What's your take? Okay. Well, I guess, so there's two ways to look at the standings right now. And one, the raft way was basically the six and four teams are all rubbish and they're going to collapse because like the high point teams. I think the problem is like Zach has to win out, absolutely has to win out. And yep. that means not getting unlucky in four straight weeks. I just think. Hey, his team's already proven to be unlucky. <laughs> I don't know. You know it's like, like maybe it'll happen. So, and, well, actually, I shook my head too because you picked the two pot, top point scoring teams. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh, okay, like they're both doing well. But I mean, on the other hand, like maybe that just makes sense. Uh, so that's that's why I was shaking my head. All right, fair enough. So, yeah. so uh, present us, Brandon, with one contender here, someone who's who's for real. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my brother. I'm going to say, like, mm. Justin Fields' bizarre return to fantasy relevance and quality. Uh, fantasy superstardom. Yeah, like, out of nowhere. I know he just had a knock on uh, Cooper Cup, but yeah. I think he should be back by the playoffs. I haven't. So is he gone? Yeah, well, okay, so they're oh. saying it's a high ankle sprain with Cooper Cup. They're saying four, he's getting surgery. They're saying four to eight weeks. That's like eight weeks on the long end. With the way the Rams season is going, I just I don't know if we're going to see him again this year. That's, yeah. that's my feeling on it. Wow, that almost changes my answer. But man, I mean, look—he's got Justin Jefferson, Olave, Waddle. Ah, oh, man, losing Cup is big, though. I don't know. I was really believing in him, but I thought Cup was four weeks, not not it. Um, so. Hmm. Am I going to give a contender to somebody else? I mean, Luke, obviously, he's making it work even with the bad QBs. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll default back to that. All right. He's starting, starting Mac Jones, though. <laughs> Luke, and Luke's, again, Luke is, um, he's going for it when it comes to his QBs. He's got that Deshaun Watson in the pick. And uh, quick gut check, just, you know, briefly, how do you, how do you guys think Deshaun's going to do in his return? It's week 11 this week. He comes back. Week 13, what's your sense on how he's going to do this year? I have no idea. I, 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 I mean, no, I, I can't even answer. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Who has him? Uh, Luke picked him up. Uh, Took a dart throw. I, I think picked him up for like a dollar yeah. three weeks ago. I think I'm a doubter. I think people like Jacoby Brissett. I think the team likes him. I think Deshaun is like a weird dude. Do you think the team really loves that man? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Like a Heineke Wentz vibe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm saying Jacoby finishes the season for him. But we'll Ooh, I think Deshaun will play and be bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we got the contenders out of the way. Um, revisiting the standings, one pretender, someone who's just not as good as their record says they are. So um, this one might get me in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I I I kind of. I kind of have to go with Anthony at number two, unfortunately. Um, I, I no, just a thumbs up from Brendan. Yeah, I, I just look at that team and I don't know how they score a point. I mean, they have weeks where they score 180 points, 175 points, and they have weeks they score 110. Like, it's just up and down. 
Uh, so I don't think he's, you know, there for the playoffs. Maybe he, he gets in. I mean, he will get in, right, from just a numbers game. But I don't think you can count on his team to make a run in the playoffs, just given that up and down uh, season he's had. Brendan, do you want to chip in yeah. on that? I got to give the uh, – sorry, Anthony, to, to pile on. That was my answer to – I gave a thumbs up while you was answer. But I think you've got he's got like a list of people I've had and I've decided I would never get again. Like <laughs> Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, just right at the top, those guys. Yeah. Struggle. I think Kyler Murray might lose his job to uh, – what's his name? Holt. Uh, yeah, what year yeah. is this? Yeah. Although Deonta Foreman, who Anthony has been talking up, uh, has been – has been scoring like crazy for him and Nick Chubb. But other than that, I mean, he picked up McCole Hardman, like Anthony's, that team has, Anthony's team has some issues for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I don't mind uh, piling on Anthony and I know I wasn't necessarily participating in this, but he was also my pick. I just thought his quarterback, <laughs> his quarterback situation is flimsy. Derek Carr. I think just now people are starting to realize how under the radar bad he's been this year and like that team's been a shit show um it, it's not like he's been one of those like uh people to put up sneaky points on a bad team it's just he's been bad the team's been bad uh and kyler hasn't saved him like kyler hasn't thrown for big yards hasn't run for a lot of touchdowns um his wide receiver situation is unpredictable a little bit iffy if it's going to be something that gives him a solid base for points it will be the running backs um, so we'll see, we'll see how Anthony does down the stretch here. Um, all right. So I actually wanted to, we'll do a playoff picture quickly. I want to open up, uh, open up the mailbag. So don't want to spend too much time here, but, uh, it's a little over halfway through the NFL season now. So, um, some teams have played, uh, nine games has any, some, some teams have played 10. So again, we're in the season of buys right now. Uh, the Washington team just knocked off Philadelphia in a pretty incredible Monday night game uh, to yeah. end Philadelphia's uh, perfect season, which leaves in the NFC um, Philadelphia and Minnesota at the top with eight and one records. Uh, Seattle at three with six and four. Tampa Bay in a crappy NF- uh, a- NFC South, uh, number four seed with five and five. Uh, the wild card teams right now are the New York Giants, Cowboys. Uh, 49ers and then sitting right outside the playoffs are uh, Washington actually at five and five and like a kind of intriguing team I think Um, other side of uh, of the league in the AFC uh, you have KC at one Miami at two Tennessee at three Baltimore at four those are the division leaders right now. Wild card spots. You got the Jets Raf. Woo (laughs) J-E-T-S you got Buffalo at six uh, New England. So if you're if you're keeping score at home, all four AFC East teams right now are in uh, the playoff picture. Uh, all three wildcard teams are AFC East teams, and then the Chargers sitting right outside of uh, of the playoff picture and the AFC. So just kind of like high level observations there. Uh, what strikes you about this playoff picture in either conference? What jumps out at you, Brendan? Yeah, I mean, first off, the NFC East, AFC East, well. I mean, no one saw the, N- the NFC East coming, as far as no. I can tell. No. I mean, like, shocking. But um, I'll say I, w- I did a little prep on this because I wanted to, you know, pretender, contender on the, this. I actually think the Cowboys are striking to me because they're, like, they're a team without an identity. 
at the moment to me. Interesting. Like Dak was gone, and I felt like they almost had addition by subtraction. Like clearly, the QB in was worse, but they became like a running defensive team. Yeah. And Dak comes back. Now they're like, oh, are we an offensive team? Are we passing? Are we running? Are we giving it to Zeke, who's clearly not as good as the other running back, but we're doing it anyways? Are we like, it's just, it's a team that I think has an issue because they don't know who they are. And I think teams right now that can stick to a game plan and be like the commanders where they're like, we're just going to be a time of possession team against another team. We think it's better than us, basically. So let's just hold the ball um, or winning games. So that's, that's my little, my little take. I think the Cowboys, uh, Looking at the games they have done the stretch, Vikings, Giants, Eagles, Titans, Commanders, I think there's going to be some trouble ahead Ooh. So what, what do you say on, on the Cowboys, in or out? Uh, I think I think I'm going to find a way out. Ooh, find a way out. It's going to be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Raph, what do, you, what do you see here in this playoff picture? So it's a lot of good teams that have – quarterbacks is kind of playing iffy right now that i think you know once they turn around i, I think they're going to be dominant again so i'm focusing really on the afc i mean mm-hmm. the, the ravens and bills right just going there I, I think the bills i do think actually jump the dolphins um i know the, the, miami beat them but i do think the bills win that division uh and i think the ravens kind of get get strong so I'm actually i would you know go with those two teams probably actually winning the the afc uh or meeting up in the finals over the chiefs uh, who, who's that um, then the 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 Bills and Ravens, Bills and Ravens just, as your yeah, AFC. I just, yeah, you just trust those just those quarterbacks. I think um, you know, just turning around. It's sometimes good to have some some suffering throughout the year. Yeah, uh, the Jets. I think unfortunately will fall out of the playoffs because of the Jets. But we're proud of them. <laughs> this was, this was a, an amazing turnaround for the year. I'm proud of that team. Um, I was at the game in Buffalo uh, last week, which was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good times. Yeah, it is. I will say, as someone who followed the Washington team for a long time, I don't know that Raph and I have really talked much about the Jets, but it's always a little bit sad to kind of look in the mirror and see what a lo- like a fan of a long-suffering team uh, feels about their team, even when they're doing well. Because I think the Jets look as promising uh, as ever, and I think I, I say they go in like they have a really legit. Uh, defense too. this year, and they're doing yeah. just enough on offense to take care of the ball. Um, I think I think the Jets are in. I think they're a wild card team, but I think they're in. And they're beating good teams. They're like yeah. there's a team energy. I don't think there's one person carrying them. I don't know. No, there's no, not yeah. that one person. I agree. Yeah. At New England this weekend will be will be uh, interesting so, to see where that lands. Raph, you were just at, at the game a couple of weeks ago uh, against Buffalo. That was pretty unexpected as far as most people uh were concerned what did you see with your own eyes um i mean defense right i mean i think the the defense really rattled uh josh allen and the offense did just enough made a couple of plays here and there um but the defense kept stepping up to the call kept stopping them uh and it was a home game for the bills in uh in the new jersey that day but uh the jets ended up pulling it through so it, 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 like like brennan said i think it's a, it's a team game and they continue to just show up i just you know the the ghost of new england patriots uh i think starts to slow down trevor we have a little bit of a tough schedule uh so uh, you know we'll see look hey i'm happy to be happy to be wrong on that one man the the home the away team having the home game is very relatable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, so uh, Brendan Raff gave us picks for the AFC with Buffalo and Baltimore meeting in the conference championship. Uh, who do you see as the top two teams, the people that are going to meet in the conference championship for the NFC? I'm going to go Vikings, which I think, you know, who doesn't right now after they beat the Bills and everything. And they just, they hear in a bunch of games where they look like they should lose and they just win. And I think, I think they're also a good team. And I think that combination teams often go far where they're like, they win when they should lose and then they'll win when they should win. I mean, and yeah. so I like that combo. People believe in Kirk. Maybe he, he figures it out. My other pick, I mean, I got to pick somebody who maybe shouldn't be there. I think the Giants, weirdly, might make a run in the wow. I don't know. I mean, they got Saquon. Yeah. Got a pretty good defense. Danny Dimes, I think, could manage a game. You know? So, I don't know. That's my other. Let's, let's do Vikings-Giants. I think the Eagles, I'm a little worried about the Eagles. The way they lost to the Commanders wasn't convincing to me. Obviously, I'm down on the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> and then, who else is up there? I don't believe in any of the South teams. I think Tampa Bay will just implode in the playoffs if any yeah. sort of thing goes wrong. I mean, like Mike Evans will yell at Brady, and that's just going to be a whole thing. Yeah, so. like someone has to get in from the South, but uh, I'm not really uh, – I don't have high hopes uh, for that division. And I also wonder if that means that they're just going to be so under the radar that they can at least pull a, a first-round playoff win off. Um, the team I've got my eye on is San Francisco. Yeah. I just think they're interesting. Uh, they, you know, the Christian McCaffrey pick makes them really dangerous, really dynamic. They know what they have in Jimmy Garoppolo, like, and they know to manage around him. They know he can occasionally make some plays for them. He's occasionally going to give the ball away. Um, I think the defense is just so solid. D'Amico Ryan's, if you guys remember him from a few, you know, a few years ago, he was the uh, Texans linebacker. He's the San Francisco defensive coordinator now. And like people are talking about him as a potential head coach. Um, that defensive side of the ball, I think is just really underrated. So uh, I don't know how far San Francisco is going to go, but I also know that they play tough in the playoffs. So like when they make the playoffs, um, they make some decent runs there. Um, all right, we're going to transition. And I, I just figured having two people on, we would go a little bit longer today. Do you guys have a few minutes to do mailbag questions? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's see what the, uh, the, the people have sent us <laughs> what the people have sent us indeed so i will say there was uh there was a question about the jets and how we're doing or how they're doing so i, I think we we talked about that a little bit we'll uh we'll leave that off but thank you to um the person who submitted that um so i don't even know what to make of this first question to be honest but the only thing i can i can deduce here is that it is written in the style of Birch Barlow. Um, and Do we for, think Pat wrote it? I, I <laughs> almost certainly think it was Pat. And so <laughs> for for Raph or anyone else who's not familiar, Birch, Birch Barlow is uh, a character, from, like a one-time character from The Simpsons who basically, basically plays a Rush Limbaugh-esque conservative talk news uh, host. Um, and so here, here, here it goes. And I think in the spirit of the question, I have to try at least in my best... Uh, Birch Barlow voice. So, Brendan, you know really where the spirit of this was coming from. Brendan, your team is facing... <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I will persevere here. I'm glad it's directly at me, too. Right. Totally <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is one for rap, but this one, this one is all you, man. Brendan, your, your team is facing the rubbish bin of not-soon-to-be-forgotten levels of bad. It's notably terrible, and in that way, it will be dredged up every time 
you speak, you squeak out a win from here on in, and equally as often when you lose. It stands as a solemn reminder of what not to do. Your team is an affront to God. My question is about defensive scoring. <laughs> okay. So the question is, uh, and, and I need your help to, uh, um, deciphering this, frankly. <laughs> okay. I'll pull up the scoring page. Right, so it says, in the event of more tinkering with defensive scoring, would you want them as noteworthy as an average wide receiver? Question mark. Running back? Question mark. QB? Question mark. What do you make of that? Question. Oh, that's interesting. To me, that's kind of like, you know, part of the madness behind our scoring. There was a sort of configuration of like, what would be a really good day for a wide receiver or a running back or a QB? And how do those kind of line up? And so the idea, I guess, would be, would a really good defensive day actually get you like 25 or 30 points? And right now, I think it gets you more like somewhere in the 10 to 20 range, which yeah. is a lot to get from your defense, right? So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think bump it up more towards capping out it. I don't think I want him going above 30 without some absurdity, but right. I'd be, I'd be cool with more points coming out of the defense. I like thinking about my defensive, uh, picks. I am kind of a, a um, just waiver wire defense guy though. Not somebody who has a lot of loyalty to defense. So, yeah. Yeah. I think unless you have one of the standouts, it's tough to. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh, there seems to be a little more parity when it comes to defenses this year. I, I will say, as someone who, as I recall, was probably against tinkering with some of the defensive scoring, I have loved having safeties worth four. Just adds a little bit of interesting um, scorekeeping there. And also the fourth down stops, because that can kind of go either way. It can be that the defense is legit and gets points for fourth down stop, but also like for a kneel down at the end of a, at the end of a half or end of a game, like that counts as a fourth down stop too. Yeah. But that shouldn't count right now. That also ladies and gentlemen comes from the guy who currently has three defenses on his roster. Hi. Like when I saw that Zach, when I was playing, I was like, what are you doing? It's my ticket to the playoffs. New York, Baltimore, and the Jets. It's just unbelievable. And I'm with Brendan. I pick the defense every week, just filter out and go from there. Yeah, I, I, so I think I, I've seen, I've just, I've frankly, I felt a little bit insecure about my defenses this year. <laughs> and I see guys like, and again, like the Bills were that team in the beginning of the year. They've sort of um, mellowed out. Who else has been a standout defensive team? Luke even has has had the Eagles. And I'm just like, I want to be able to count on like 10 points. Every, like that would be so nice to be able to count on 10 weeks, uh, 10 points every week from my team. So um, we'll see how long I stick with that strategy. Ultimately, I was thinking about that today. I was like, doesn't matter how many defenses I have if I don't make the playoffs. Like, I just need to make the playoffs. So <laughs> I might, might be giving some of those guys up. Um, yeah. I just want to say I looked at yeah. your team to see which three, and then I looked the week before, and you had a single defense and a different one than all those three. And I thought, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have been playing the streaming defense game, and yeah. – I largely have been losing that game. And so, uh, you know, yeah. I think at the beginning of the year, it doesn't necessarily matter what the, you know, quote unquote strength of schedule is. Like when it's just the first four or five games, like the the averages haven't, you know, the league hasn't had a chance to average out. You don't really know what people's true performance is. I generally think in the last third of the year, you know what you're getting in a team. And so if you see a lot of greens in your, you know, uh, teams against when it comes to defense i'm like all right like it's it's worth for me at least I, I think it's worth strategizing um in that way all right this is um this is the big one 
looking back at that Zach and Raf trade, who do you think came out on top? None of this too early to tell PC-ness. Let's hear it. So we happen to have both guys here. Raf, I want I want to give you the first or second crack, whichever you like. And then Brendan, I want you to like make a judgment. Like this person's yeah. asking for a winner. So, yeah. so look. we'll hear from you third. So at the time of the trade, I think you you would have spot look given me probably a, a BB plus, right? And think about what was happening there. Matt Ryan was just benched, so I kind of needed somebody to fill in there. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a buy coming up, so I needed I would have needed a decent QB. Um, and I, I was wide receivers were doing well. I'm not big on wide receivers. Uh, I thought I had enough. Pittman had actually done it, had a couple of good games. Same with Moore in Carolina. Uh, so I thought I could get rid of Diggs and strengthen up my my RBs. I'm a big fan of running backs in this league. I think you know the fact that they touch the ball, get attempts. So I think I graded myself. I would give myself a B at the time. Preparing for this you know podcast here today and thinking about it, I was going to give myself a C. I think the way things have actually turned out, I would have been better off with keeping Diggs. Um, you know, White in Tampa Bay has actually come and now likely the, the starter there, which I didn't, you know, have you know, in my uh, in my crosshairs. But then I did some math, and I think if we had not made the trade, I would have lost to you uh, last week. So That's that true. right there is a win, right? So I couldn't at that point. You got to change my C to a to B minus. So I'm okay. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But that's where I, that's where I end up. Nice, nice. And I, I like the grading system. I hadn't thought in in those terms. Um, I and this is not meant to sound PC at all, but like I really felt when we made the trade, it was win win. Like you and I were both getting people that were really going to help our team that were starter level, um, starter level picks. I really, again, I'd been talking about talking about it or at least thinking about it all year. I was like, I gotta find a way to get one of these top five receivers, and there were really only five alphas uh, when it comes yeah. to, uh, and and then again, I would throw Travis Kelsey in there uh, as well. Um, you know, the week before we made the trade, both Cook and Kirk had a bye week, and they were sitting on my bench, and my team blew up for like the most points all season. So 218. And I was like, Kirk has been my third QB all year. When I've started him, it's been, you know, it's been a disaster. Like I think he's going to do well. And he he has pretty solidly been in that 20 to 25 point range. I think he's topped out at maybe 27 or 28. So he's like, good. He, he's definitely a solid, at least QB two. You could get away with him as a QB one. If you have someone in that similar 20 to 25 range and you're just getting that, um, you know, that base of points every year. But I knew he was always going to be a QB three on my team with uh, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow there. And Dalvin Cook, like, has been good. And I think he's been about a- as I expected. Like, I think he's put up maybe back-to-back 20-point games or 20-plus. So he's been, like, legit. I just also know- knew that with the running back depth I had, I didn't want to play that game of, like, oh, I've got four starting running backs trying to outthink myself every week on who I'm <laughs> going to start, who I'm going to sit, like, I have a notoriously bad history with management decisions. Like I just didn't want to do that to myself. Uh, um, so I, I feel like I got the guy I wanted. I gave up, you know, a, a fair haul for it. Um, I guess I will give myself like I got I got a wide receiver one, which is what I want. I'll give myself a B plus A minus there. 
<laughs> Brendan, so, judge, jury, yeah, yeah, executioner. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, I do think it made both teams better. I also think it's an interesting thing that wide receiver, I feel like in the draft in particular, people are thought like lots of depth, let's wait on wide receiver, let's get our running backs. And like there's a lot of teams in this league with no problem at running back right now yeah. and huge problems at wide receiver. So it's bizarre. Hmm. And I think Zach in particular, you did a great job of upgrading a wide receiver when it was really hard to. Um, but I'll say I think it's Raph as the winner because you really needed to win last week, Zach, and you didn't have your Kirk Cousins there. I forget. I don't know who you had in the QB, but I had Davis, Davis Mills. Mills Did he, I mean, I think the fact that it lost you that game is probably could cost you the playoffs. Like if you were four and six right now, would we be saying you're going to miss the playoffs? Probably not. Like I think you would do it. And now I'm like, it's a little more like, I think it's more likely you missed just because you got to win out. So that's interesting. So I'll give it to Raph. But yeah. I think, I think it was good for both teams. And I think securing digs was, was pretty great. I mean, he's, he's a, a beast and there's not many people out there doing that right now. So yeah, fair, fair. Uh, I think the fact that we played this past week and you came out with the win because of the, I mean, on the strength of those two guys, like leads to much more like direct comparison when it comes to this question. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. All right, last one, and this is all about you two. Uh, what what do you guys remember, or what stands out about our league from when you guys were college roommates? Those were dark days for my fantasy football seasons. And Raph, if I Raph, you joined, I believe, once we were grad school roommates. That's right. Okay, That's right. So, so I was yeah. always jealous. <clears throat> so we'll switch yeah. the question then. What do you guys remember about when you were uh, grad school roommates? I feel like Raph had a hot start to the league. That's what I remember. We drafted in our apartment in like American yep. University. We had a bar in the apartment. That was classy. Um, I think Raph also, I think as an outsider, was like, your QB scoring is absurd. I'm going to get me some QBs, yeah. which <laughs> was kind of correct. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on sort of the early, some of the early moments. But Yeah, I, again, I was, you know, Jealous, definitely hearing about it for the years. Glad there was an opening for me when there was. Um, and it was it was actually very cool to see you know you all as a as a league and as a people um, enjoy doing it. Right, you definitely you all do a bunch more research than I could ever do. Uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. But yeah, you know you guys like doing it. It's a it's a good thing to bring you all together. Obviously, our draft uh, you know weekends are a prime example of that. So it's been fun, right? It's been fun to see, you know, the heckling on the side, uh, but always, fun, you know, smart heckling, if you will. So it's been, uh, it's, it's good to see. So I've enjoyed it. Right on. We will wrap up there. Raph, Brendan, appreciate your time. Appreciate your insight. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Okay. Thanks, Zach. Brendan. Oh, I'll see you yeah. on the football field this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs>